wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Welcome into the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day, and we've made it. It is now Friday, and that means we've completed our first full week of shows, and this episode will be five days a week from now until the end of the baseball season. So settle in, subscribe, review, rate the show. Follow me on Twitter. I'm your host, Ryland Styles at Ryland underscore Styles on Twitter. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Because there's going to be a ton of Royals coverage from here on out. Let's start with today's show, which will feature Brady Singer, should he be on the opening day roster for the Royals, MLB spring training hats, and the first installment of our pre-spring training preview starting with the AL East. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all of the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But what you may not know is that the Locked On Royals podcast is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Royals fans just like yourself. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives, you, gives your local company a unique ability to reach Locked On podcast listeners who are also local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners, but ones who are connected to the Royals and also your local business. Our audience features a predominantly male audience that is well-educated and with disposable income. They want to put their money back into your company and this community. So please text the word advertising to 33777. Again, that's texting advertising to 33777 to get your business right here in the beginning of the show to captivate the entire Locked On Podcast audience right now. You can also visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are, what team you would like to support, and we can help you reach your advertising goals with the Locked On Podcast Network. So once again, text advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. So let's start by talking about Brady Singer. Of course, he is the hot shot pitching prospect from the University of Florida, who has Royals fans all excited and giddy about the potential and the ability out of his arm. And yes, he probably does deserve an opening day roster spot if he puts together a good spring. But should the Royals start him on the opening day roster? I've been asked this many times. It's been speculated by others many times. It's been written about. It's been talked about. But I think that the Royals should not start him on the opening day roster. Is that disappointing? Sure, I would love to see Brady Singer pitch as soon as possible in the big leagues. However, there's a business to this baseball thing. It's not just rolling the balls out there anymore. We're in the big leagues. So I don't think there's any way the Royals should start him on the opening day roster. I don't care how good of a spring he has. I don't care how good he's feeling. 
there is no way they should start him on the opening day roster. A pitcher like Brady Singer, if he's any good, if you believe Brady Singer is going to be good, does not re-sign and will never re-sign in Kansas City. The current market of pitchers is not going to slow down anytime soon. It's only going up. The prices for arms and good arms is always going up. And we'll never get into a situation in baseball like what Moustakis faced, like what Hosmer faced, where the market's just not there for you. The market for a third baseman is not there. You're never going to get that with pitchers. There's always room for pitchers. If they're good, there's always room for pitchers. So if you think Brady Singer's going to be good, you can kiss him goodbye long-term in Kansas City. Because look who the Royals have been able to keep. It wasn't Zach Grinke. It was Danny Duffy. And I have news for you, folks. Danny Duffy, while a fan favorite, he's not good. He put together a good season whenever he was in the bullpen. He's a solid dude around the community, I'm sure. But he's not a good pitcher. He didn't work out for what you thought he was going to bring to the Royals when he was drafted. He didn't work out, and the Royals were able to maintain him, to retain him. Brady Singer's the same way. If he's Danny Duffy, sure, you can bring him back. And sure, he's a solid three or maybe two. But if Singer is an ace and he turns into what we think he can, he's not staying in Kansas City. Now, why does that matter right now? Because we know the baseball structure. We know that you have six years of control. We know all of that. So why am I worried about that right now in 2020? Look what happened to Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant was held down out of spring training despite having a phenomenal spring, despite being ready to come up to the big leagues. He was still sent down to Iowa to start that season, his rookie season. It was a travesty. Everyone knew what was going on. Everyone knew the Cubs just wanted to send him down to gain an extra year of control. Everyone called it out then. Everyone calls it out now. Chris Bryant is one of the faces of baseball. He's a marketing guru for baseball. They use him and Rizzo in all these campaigns. And he still lost his grievance case against the Cubs, who purposely held him down for no other reason than to gain an extra year of control. That's what the Royals should do with Brady Singer. If Chris Bryant cannot win that grievance, Brady Singer cannot either. Hold him out for the first month of the year or however long it takes to get to that to that point where you gain the extra 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 year of control, excuse me, and go from there. It took Chris Bryant, I think, two weeks to get called up because then they got the extra control back. For Brady Singer, it'll take two or three starts max. He's a pitcher. Fill in two or three starts to start the year and then be rewarded on the back end. Why would you start Brady Singer's clock right now when this team, I don't care what they tell you at FanFest, I don't care what they say in the media, whenever pitchers and catchers report, they're not going to win. This team is not going to contend. So why would you start Brady's clock right now? When you can send him down, have him miss two or three starts, and bring him up and get an extra year on the back end when you will be competing. It doesn't make any sense to put him on the opening day roster. It just doesn't. Talent-wise, 
Readiness, sure. Business-wise, it makes no sense. And in this business, especially for a small market, you have to be ruthless. Dayton Moore has to be ruthless. He has to stop with this nice guy stuff and say, you know what, Brady? You're going to get sent down to Omaha. You'll pitch two or three times down there, and then we're going to get you right back up here. But that's the nature of the beast. Now, for the rest of these prospects, you won't be able to do that because I truly believe this loophole gets changed in the next CBA. But for right now, it's an option available to you, and you have to take it. You have to. Because, again, I think Brady Singer's going to be head and shoulders above Danny Duffy. I think he's going to be who we all think he's going to be, an ace, a top-of-the-line pitcher who can help big market teams. And you know what that means? He's going to get a huge contract. And you know what that means? He's going to get priced out of the Royals. So the longer we can delay that inevitability, the longer we can delay that free agency, the better. And again, if you don't, you'll be starting his clock for a losing team. Why would the clock start now for Brady Singer? It makes no sense to me. We'll talk about this all throughout spring training until we get a a definitive answer from Dayton Moore and Mike Matheny and what they plan to do, which we won't get until about a day before opening day. But I just do not think there's a way Brady Singer should start on the opening day roster. Again, that's not a knock on Brady. That's not saying he's not ready. That's not saying that he's not good enough. He's good enough to start there. But the business, the business of baseball says he should not be on the opening day roster. Not the talent, the business. Let's take a quick break before we wrap up today's show. Let's talk about these spring training hats and batting practice hats, which will get, it's going to be the same thing if you didn't know. They wear their spring training hats all throughout spring training for in the games, and then they keep them for batting practice throughout the season. The design and concept of these hats for every single team is terrible. It's a logo inside of a logo. Now, some are done better than others. Most of them are god-awful, though. Let's start with the good ones because that's the shortest list that there is. The Astros is really good. I love the, the throwback look. It's a, it's a nice looking hat. I would buy that if I was an Astros fan. The Rockies might be my favorite. Again, I love the colors, colors that they use. The colors remind me of a throwback in time and fashion. I love the Rockies hat. I might consider buying that hat and I'm nowhere close to being a Rockies fan. The Twins hat is very good, and they're the only ones besides the Rangers. So them and the Rangers are really the only ones who did this very well in the sense of the logo in a logo. The Twins is a is a outline of Minnesota, and inside of it is the Twins logo. I love that. The Rangers is the, is the Rangers logo, and inside of that Rangers logo is the Texas State flag. I love that. And then, of course, the Blue Jays, who always knock it out of the park. They're perfect as well. Theirs is the uh, Canadian maple leaf thingy and a blue jay coming through the side. I like theirs. I think that that's another buyable hat if you just love hats and love baseball and you want to get some hats. I think these are the ones you need to buy. All these in the good tier, I would purchase. The A tier, I wouldn't purchase because they're too similar to their regular old on-field hats. So I'd much rather have the on-field hat than this. But... They're also not dreadful. And here's where you get the Royals. The Royals hat is simply the KC logo with a bit of gold thrown in there throughout. It's supposed to be the crown inside the KC logo, but in reality, it's just a a touch of gold. 
I like it. It's not terrible. It's not great. It's not terrible, though. For the Royals, I wouldn't buy their spring training hat. I would just buy a normal KC hat. That's all. The Rays, same thing. It's a baby blue hat, which I like. I like their baby blues. But it's just the TB logo with some gold in it. It's supposed to be the sunburst in the, in the middle of the logo, of course. But it looks like a normal hat with just a bit of burst of color in the middle of the white TB. The Phillies, this one is starting to get borderline between the buyable tier and just the okay tier. I think that the Phillies have a good chance to move up to that buyable tier once we see more pictures of the hat on players and on the field because it's the Liberty Bell with the Philly script going through it. I like that a lot. I think that it could have been improved had it been just the normal script P inside the Liberty Bell, but I still like it. And then the Red Sox you get back to being the the okay, not great, not not even good, but also not terrible. It's just their normal Sox logo with no more B logo with some of the white of the socks inside the logo. So it just looks like a splash of color for no reason. I don't really like it. I would just buy a standard B hat if you were going to buy a Red Sox hat. And then the terrible ones. This one is too long to name every team that lands in the bad category. So let's just talk about the atrocious category. The Orioles and White Sox hats look scary to me. They look possessed. They looked demonizing. I would not touch an Orioles White Sox hat for spring training out of fear that the devil himself would get me and drag me to the depths of hell. It looks like Inception on steroids. Do not bring those hats anywhere near me. And then the Angels, Yankees, and Mets are hideous and atrocious, but for other reasons. They don't look like they're possessed. They don't look like they don't look like they are haunted, but they are blasphemy and defaming to two legendary logos and also an Angels logo, which is already has problems of its own. The Yankees and Mets logos are just god-awful, and if Yankee fans had a problem with the, with the swoosh on the side of their prestigious jersey, I can't even imagine what they're going through right now with their spring training hats. And then the rest of them are just bad. Those are the awful ones. The rest that I didn't mention, whoever I have not mentioned yet, they're just in bad category. They're just, they're just bad. They're not god-awful, but they're also not even mediocre. They're just bad. Let's wrap up today's show. On that note, I was going to start the AL East preview, but I think I'll hold that off for next week. So that'll be next week. Also, on next week's show, we're going to be talking about what to watch for in spring training early in the week because pitchers and catchers report later in the week and also a ton more. There's topics flying in left and right on Twitter. If you want to get your topic answered on the show or brought up on the show, Follow me over there at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. It's been so fun hosting the show. It will continue to be fun. Again, I cannot thank you guys enough for listening and supporting the show as greatly as you guys have to start things out. And we're going to keep growing. So be good and be good to one another. And we'll see you next week on the Lockdown Rolls podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.